Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey, pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit powered by Lift Aviation. I'm Mark. I'm Jeff. And we're north of the border. It, it, you know, I gotta say, um, the temperature in California right now is is indicative of our guest, I think. Um, although, I wonder if it's warmer in Canada right now. I'm not sure. But we got Luke Penner on tonight, and I'm freezing my ass off in my garage Stop it. Uh, in the studio. Hey guys, how's it going? Good to be What's here. What's up, Luke? Hey What's up, guys? Dude? Not much, you know. Yeah, we have a heat wave in Canada right now. It's not too bad. That's so. Well, I, yeah, I, that, that's why I was. That's why I mentioned it because I saw North Dakota's yeah. temperatures and they were comparing it to Florida. So I would imagine yeah. parts of Canada are kind of feeling it too. Yeah, it's not bad. What's what's uh, uh hit hit me with the temperature right now? Well, we're hovering around thirty-two Fahrenheit, but yeah, just oh, around okay. zero. So it's not oh, too still- bad. That's still that's horrible. unacceptable. Uh, it's 51 oh. degrees right now, and I'm dying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 35 here, and I want to jump off a cliff. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what it, it. I'll tell you what it should be. It should be you know negative a lot, and we should have a foot of snow on the on the ground, but we don't. So. I'd I'd rather sit through an ICAST seminar on Facebook hate <laughs> and be in this temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be really curious to get um uh you know one of the OG's thoughts on that and I'm sure no nobody's I'm sure nobody saw you know this but uh, you know ICAST is going on right now obviously we didn't even talk about it last week um but ICAST yeah. is is underway right now um, we were not invited teams obviously. we were not invited um we did <laughs> nobody booked us for an air show I can't figure out why um yeah. but all the major teams are announcing uh their 2024 and 2025 dates you know everybody's mm-hmm. there all the all the big names all of our friends. And family members are there booking their shows. And um, it's always kind of an interesting, you know, this this podcast, like when I started it, it was like, oh, I want to I, I love aerobatics. I love air shows. I love warbirds. I love air racing. We're going to do it all. And then, of course, it just kind of centers around what you what you do and what you surround yourself with. Right. So it's kind of become yeah. you know, just just aerobatics. And and although I I don't compete, Jeff very much competes. And and that's kind of our circle. Um, but I love air shows freaking love air shows and i love talking yeah. about air shows and i could talk about air shows as much as i talk about um aerobatics uh in and of itself but um i don't know that there's been any groundbreaking things other than um the christian eagle team new formula new new uh, new uh, formation team uh hitting the circuit uh with uh, leland um other than that i don't know that there's anything kind of groundbreaking coming out of icast well, Luke's not there, but I heard Luke. I heard you're gonna pick up the uh, the pace on air shows a little bit. Yeah, that's the plan. I'm going for my 500 say. foot sack card next year, and gonna do I don't know half a dozen or, or more shows, and just kind of oh, ramp God. it up every year. And man, it's nice. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, like uh, you know, coming from a lot of contests, flying like flying an air show is nice. It's a totally different experience. <laughs> you know, like you get. I mean, you get paid for one. I mean, that's there's that's food. There's food. And people tell you how great you are. <laughs> people don't tell you how much you suck. People yeah, tell you how great you are. 
They don't tell me that I bobbled anything or overrolled anything. Yeah, it's just it's great. It's fun. Dude, that was like at at nationals with better Jeff when I messed up a stupid roll. And like for the next three days, it was like, you know how much you suck, Jeff. Worst Jeff. (laughs) Right. Yeah, your worth as a human being is based around that role, you know. Yeah, it's all out of love though. We love better Jeff. Of Bourbon, Jeff Bourbon. Anybody who hasn't been listening. I love Jeff Bourbon. Um, Luke, can you can you run us through the the process on? I mean, I think we had we may have had Sammy talk about it uh, a long time ago, but um, that's always an interesting component is is you know obtaining a SAT card, going through the yes. program, finding an ace um, or yes. or multiple aces in the case of uh, an initial evaluation, and then getting a, right. a a waiver, reducing that waiver, and then finally getting a uh, basically a to the ground waiver. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that process? Yeah, so I started the process about uh, two or three years ago. Um, I'm sorry, I need to stop you right there. What was that word? A boot? <laughs> about, about, man, come on. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> and if I did, I'm canceling myself. Can you just apologize and let's move forward? Luke, just apologize and we'll move forward. Just, we'll just so move forward. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, slip of a tongue. <laughs> this is why uh, we're not like Mark. Okay. Luke's going to be in the NDICA seminar in like five minutes complaining about us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anywho, so the process. Yeah, years ago I started, uh, I did some flying with Patty Wagstaff years ago. I went to her school in Florida. And uh, as I was getting ready to fly advanced, uh, I went down there and flew with her a couple times. And that was really good. And we kept in contact. And she's kind of been mentoring me through the years. And when the time came to finally get the the ACE evaluation, I reached out to her and uh, she was my recommender. So you need a recommending ACE for the initial. And then for my actual ACE who, who did the, the sign-off, um, the late, great uh, Ken, Fowler, um, Ken Fowler out of uh, Alberta. He's uh, no longer with yep. us. He was a Redline Air Show's pilot, right? Uh, no, it wasn't called Redline. It was... Um, oh, no. It's a different, a different team. Yeah. It was a, it was, it was a team of two, um, Harmon Rockets. Yep. Yeah. What was that uh, team? Gosh. Yeah. T- team Rocket. Yeah. Team Rocket. Rocket. Yeah. So you know, love Ken. Uh, he mentored me, and he did my initial eval. And unfortunately, he he passed away um, two weeks after my evaluation with him. So my application really never went anywhere. Um, just sat. So it never got processed. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, so a couple of years back, I I worked with um, uh, Brent Handy. Brent Handy's uh, he's a snowbird pilot. In fact, he's leading the snowbirds next year. Uh, he flies an S two B. has a has a formation team with a, with three S two B. So he did my my sign off finally. Um, so now then that was good for two years. So now I got to re up with him next year. So he's gonna. I've done a bunch of shows since then, so now I can go down to the from the from the eight hundred foot level down to the five hundred foot level. And then I have to do a certain awesome. number of shows, of it, and then you can go down to 250, and then the surface finally, if if that's what you want to do. That's awesome. That's great. Do you feel yeah. like is there uh, any particular? Kind of, are you are you kind of leaning into the full time air show, um, air show and competition, uh, kind of career that that we see? You know, if if, if you guys go down. No, I, I don't think I'll ever go to that extreme, but like definitely, you know, balancing out my my aerobatic year with with doing some shows and. Like I said, it's it's really enjoyable. It's fun. It's a different crowd. You know, you can get paid for it, and it's just less stress, like compared to a competition where everything needs to be perfect. 
Um, obviously, this needs to be completely safe, uh, but it's just it's a different kind of uh, focus. Yeah. Um, so I so I, I'm looking forward to that and just kind of uh, balancing competition, flying with some sort of air shows. And you know, I still still running the flight school up here, so that'll take most of my time uh, still. But yeah, looking forward to getting more involved on the air in the air show world for sure. Is there any like dream air show besides Oshkosh that as cliches that is that you you have your eyes set on? Man, the, the West Coast stuff in California looks pretty awesome, to be honest. Come on yeah. down, dude. You know, Huntington Beach, that I yep. love that. That show looks so cool. I'd love to be part of that one day. That air show, that air show is going to be Yeah, you did. Um that's I, I think you give that a, a few more years. I think I think that air show is gonna have a legacy like a like an air venture or or a sun and fun. Um in terms of it, performance it's value. That way. It, it really is. You know what's nice is it's non-aviation people that that make up the majority, it seems, at that air show, where exactly. Oshkosh, you know, preys upon, not preys in a bad way, but um, markets itself to yeah. uh, pilots. Market. Where yeah. Huntington Beach, Correct. you know, it's it's great. And as far as, you know, expanding, the you know, quote-unquote love for flight or whatever you want to call it, you know, getting that passion into younger younger kids and stuff like that, it's, that exactly. don't have the, uh, you know, the... They, uh, what do you, what you want to call it? Um, yeah, don't have a father or mother. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's like Fleet Week um, in San Francisco. You know, it's like, you, yeah. you get these events that are, yep. that are kind of set around really, really beautiful, um, you know, cityscapes or landscapes. And, and they're, they're kind of a destination where people go, um, that, that aren't necessarily, um, aviation fans like Reno is, is a good example of like, you're, you're a fan if you go to Reno for the air races right now that are obviously the air races are no longer in Reno, but, if you were go- you weren't going there uh, traveling or or going there really if you were just you know if you had no interest in aviation whereas you got Huntington Beach um, you got uh, Fleet Week there's a few others I, I think Salinas you know um, I'd be really mm-hmm. curious to talk to Sean Tucker um, and Bill Stein you know they're they're real veterans uh, Gulian is too of, of that air show um, mm-hmm. and I think the Valley I think that really attracts a huge non aviation crowd to Salinas um to to spectate so it's but huntington beach i mean the production value the way they're doing it with hulu and uh the 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 i'd be curious you know um the inner workings you know of of, you know booking these shows are are always really fascinating you know i i didn't know like places like oshkosh didn't didn't pay the performers right it's basically a sponsor right you know you're going there for your sponsor yep um but huntington beach i would imagine would be probably one of those tiered air shows that that you want to book you know um because of the Definitely. pay. Um, but it's a, it's a really cool air show. And it's just, it's when the weather is beautiful, it's one of the, one of the prettiest places to do an air show. It's really cool. Totally. So yeah, fingers crossed one day, you never know. Got to keep dreaming. I love it. Did you have to, um, do you have to get reevaluated from the SC or sorry to the SC from the L? Um, nope. it's a, bl- it's they're a so blanket. similar. So it's, yeah, it's all, all types of extras. It says on the side card. Yeah. Okay. And they basically yep. delineate like it's probably like uh, all extra or like just monoplane versus biplane kind of thing. Yeah, it specifically says it says extras. Okay. So yeah, if I flew like a Knights Five Forty, it would have to be reval. Reval, yeah. Yep. Is there any type of so, airshow plane that you think would you could do better with than the SC? Not better with, but like, do you think that would be more airshow um, targeted? Well, that's a great question. I mean, I don't think so. I think that airplane is so good and it's just, I'm the problem. Like I need to get really good at flying it 
and can, can unlock it. I mean, I think the French teams have really shown what that thing is capable of on in freestyle. So, yeah, it can't do the freestyle that the that the MX can do, but you know, I don't think it's going to make or break a successful career. Um, yeah, it'd be cool to try <laughs> different things for sure, but you know, I, the SC is it is quite the airplane. I've had quite the year with it, you know, to be honest. It's awesome. It's free. I love awesome. it. I yeah, I want to get in. Songs. I want to get into your journey with the SC because the last time we had you on here, I want to say honestly, I mean it's been a it's been a while, but I think you either you just hinted it to it. Well, I think you were. I think we talked offline that you were like, "Hey, I'm I'm coming out to uh, um to grab it," and that might have even been before there were some. Uh, you know, I don't want to get I won't links. get too in the weeds, uh, but you know, just <laughs> there was a uh, it was a process. I'll say that. Um, it was a but process. I don't even, it was <laughs> definitely a process, a little traumatic. Uh, I, I, some would say. Um, I'm still getting over but, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're probably not where you can laugh at it yet, right? <laughs> uh, no, I, I could laugh now. <laughs> that's Only good. Now. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when we'll, we last talked, uh, I had picked it up that day. God, that's right. Okay. That that yeah. that that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I was in uh, I was in the home. You were in like PA, right? Yeah, I was in Pennsylvania in uh, whatever it's called, wherever Lycoming is based. God, that's right. That's wow, awesome. time time really flies. I mean, you know, we we've talked all throughout the season on um, obviously the U.S. team, but uh, the the Canadian team got just. I mean, we we really couldn't. There was just no way to talk about um, the advanced category, and obviously whack. Um, coming up and 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 all those kind of things that were were proceeding without talking about the Canadian team. Um, you guys had so many huge changes. Obviously, there was a lot of drama. I mean, honestly, if somebody doesn't make a some sort of a docu little you know 30, 45 minute <laughs> hour long docu documentary on uh, what you guys did this year, you know, with yeah. Ryan's crash um, yeah. and and bringing another airplane to whack. What a freaking animal! You know, you buying an SC and and mm -hmm. getting spooled up in that. You know, it's just really um, shows the determination yeah. and grit of the Canadian team. It was really really yeah. impressive. Yeah, Mark Cunningham as well also jumped onto the yes. SC this year. So it was a lot, yep. a lot of moving parts, a lot of changes, a lot of challenges. Man, it was awesome. Like what a year all eight of us have had. You know, and Aaron, our yeah. coach, just incredible, unforgettable year. Yeah, Canada is. It's like almost like the Romanians, where like you guys are. You have so many talented pilots and so much, just, just so much talent and and so many of you. <laughs> you know, the next few years is I wouldn't even call them building years because you know you Ryan, Cunningham, um, Neil, you know Neil, Baxter, Christian yeah. Baxter, it's just an yeah, animal. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. you guys are definitely um, not making it easy for a lot of people. I'll say that. <laughs> well. <sighs> We got we got a lot of work to do, but uh, we definitely have a you know we had some uh, like some strong pilots on the team and just super motivated to to keep learning and to move forward. So, yeah, I mean, from my point of view, we're just getting started. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's, and it seems like the making of of kind of an all star. You know, this will be probably a period in Canadian aerobatics and aerobatics in general that's that's talked about, right? Um, you know, because. We've we we I think we asked you this the last time, but you know we haven't really seen um, a Canadian team like this. You know uh, where it's no, just, it's always just been Jersey, 
right? That's uh-huh. because there never has been a team. There's yeah, never been exactly. more than uh, there's never been more than four people on a team. And I think the last time that was was the AWAC in in Oregon in 2008, I believe was the, the last time that there was more than uh, just two guys. Usually, you're right. It's usually just Jersey and uh, Dave Barbette holding down holding down things uh, in Unlimited. Yeah. So they flew the the Unlimited WAC in in Texas. That was the last one they did, and uh, so yeah. So to have a full team, you know, it was it was a first, never never been done before. So it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Should we really get into cool whack? Let's get whack. into whack. Whack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron McCartan was the team coach. Um, yeah, and manager. You guys had a hell of a team. What? What? How was whack for you? I mean, obviously that's a super broad question. Um, but you know, how did whack treat you? How did how did it treat the team? So yeah, we arrived in uh, in Vegas around mid October, around the fifteenth, sixteenth is when most of us showed up. Um, a lot of teams were already there training. I think the whole U.S. team had been there. I think like a good week before it seems. So yeah, they were there for a it, while. It felt it felt like we were a bit late to the party, um, but uh, quickly got orientated there, got set up. Um, how did it treat treat us? I mean, like. I mean, you guys both know what we go to these events for. Like, we go for the the flying, the camaraderie, like just the high level competition. Like, we're going for a quality event with with really great flying, and like in in terms of that, like the people were amazing. The the planes were super cool. Um, like personally, I'm really happy with the way I flew, and I know a lot of my teammates, you know, had some really great flying moments. From that point of view, big success. Love it. Fantastic. Like, you know, so that aside. Like the event itself, you know, there were definitely challenges. You know, a lot of them are well known. Yeah. But yeah, it was a bit of a drag to get there, you know, in the middle of the desert and and have no shelter whatsoever, which we, I mean, we knew that, I guess. Like, but at the same time, it's, you couldn't really believe it. Like, you get there and there's, there's nothing. There's just a skydiving building, you know, that we can't even use. And uh, like, there's no shelter, there's no tents, there's nothing. So we had to end up, you know, doing what the U.S. team did, which was renting an RV so that we wouldn't die in the heat and would have some place to to talk about our flights. So so that was not great, but you yeah, know, yeah. whatever. We 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 adapted to it, and uh, and got through some great training. You know, like, but the training schedule is actually very well organized. Um, I can't say anything negative about that. And we got all of our training flights in, which was, was, was numerous, you know, a couple of flights every day between the two boxes, the the real one and the, just the practice one. Um, you know, that was kind of lame, you know, the, the practice thing, you know, like you, you couldn't go below 1500 feet in the practice box, which I mean, that to me, that doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, the, the proficiency box, they called it, um, when well, you so, kind of want to practice how you're going to fly. So that, that already throws one wrench into the element. Exactly. You know, I was going from one box to the other. You're flying differently. Well, that's not good. You, you shouldn't be flying yeah. differently. Yeah. You know, so that's just kind of a thing that you just had to deal with it. I don't think it was really that big a deal in the end, but just kind of like, a, oh, that's weird. You know, and this is my first SIVA uh, contest, my first world event. So talking to some of the other pilots, they all said it was a very strange thing. So like it wasn't a normal thing to have a proficiency or practice box that isn't, you know, you can't you can't fly lower you know, down to the actual floor of the box. So a bit strange with that. Do you know why um, that was? Do why why that was um why it was set up like that? Um yeah, I think that there is a reason for that. I think Matt Dunphy would probably know. Like that I believe that's his practice box where where he usually practices. 
And yeah, I can't tell you for sure, but I, I did hear that there was some reason, but whatever. Regardless, yeah. that was that was the situation. And um so yeah, we you know we practiced uh there for a good week in advance, you know, flying you know, twice a day, every day, and just hanging out with a team, uh, great camaraderie, talking to the other uh, pilots as they arrived. And and so that was awesome. And I love that part of, of the whole thing, you know, just chilling and flying. I mean, you, it felt like my job every day was to get up and think about competition aerobatics. So that so was really neat. Is there anything up until this point that you would do different? Besides, getting, this... a, besides getting the RV and having to go through it at a little bit of stress with that? Like as far as... Would you train more? Would you train less? Would you have gotten there earlier? Like what, if you can go back and do something different up until this point, what would it be, if anything? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it probably would have been helpful to be a little earlier than than just the seven days. Um, like the first few days, even flying there, like the box wasn't marked at all. So that, you know, that That's was not great either. So a lot of the pilots were complaining and then, as the days went by, finally the organizers begrudgingly, it seemed, went out there and put more box markers in. So that was also a thing that was quite off-putting. Is like, I was it not marked up until like I feel like it. I don't know. Uh, what do I know? Yeah, it, it really like, wasn't. It wasn't marked up until. It seems like, kind of like important a, to have a marked box. Like, <laughs> like you might want to get that out of the way. If, yeah, I mean, if for me, <laughs> if there's one thing you want to get right, it's the box markers. Yeah. I don't understand that. I mean, because again, this either. isn't this isn't to like. I don't, we, we've already, we've done our, our, we've, we've slung the mud on, on, on kind of the, the organization of the event. Um, but why would, I mean, you would think that would be, there'd be certain logistical things that would be, that would be done before the first pilot even shows up. And I would think that would Correct. be right. one of the things. And, and like for myself, like we organize a contest here, we have Canadian nationals right in pretty much my backyard. And like literally the thing that I'm most stressed out about that I want to get right before anyone shows up is the box. Yeah, you know it's like hard to get it like perfect, especially with the angle of the markers it, and, and making sure it's square. It is. it is. So you really want to spend time and get it right. So that was very strange. And uh, so yeah, most of our practice, like if I go back and watch my my GoPro videos, like the box, you can't even see it like uh, until you're down at the bottom. So so that's weird. That's kind of like Nationals was like that a little bit with the wet markers because there's that one runway at Nationals where it's almost the same color as the markers, like important yes. markers, like the front corner yes. marker. You know, and like, I remember not that I'm making excuses, but it would take me usually like when they're up against like green grass or black pavement, you could pick them up in two seconds. But, you know, having to like search for a marker in the middle of a sequence, especially when you're downwind and doing like 100, it's 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 your whole rhythm per second. Yeah, your rhythm is completely thrown off. It is. But yeah, so that I mean, if you want to go back even further and talk about, you know, regrets, I, I. I only did one practice flight at U.S. Nationals this year, and that was not enough, you know? Oh, dude, uh, I had four minutes in the box because I had a Cessna on a runway that didn't take oh, off. And then, like, man. obviously, I was, like, rushing through shit, so it was actually at the service day of even flown because it just went to shit. <laughs> I yeah. was like, well, first year in Unlimited, no practice, here we let's go. go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send it, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, isn't it amazing that it goes down to that? It comes down to that. Yeah, it's yeah, but that was my yeah. fault. Like, if I can go back and do something different, I would have just like, like, I'll never make that mistake again. I'd, I'll get in no. the hold and just carry an extra two gallons of fuel and yep. just hang out in the hold a little more. Like, that was a that would be terrible. That would be terrible to do if I like, you know, once I get more experience in the category and, um, you know, I yep. 
can fly better. Like I would be, that would have really fucked with my head. Yeah. But uh, back to whack itself. Uh, no, I don't think I would have really done anything different. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy with the way I prepared, you know, I, if I look at my logbook, man, I flew, I flew the heck out of that SC this year. I flew a lot of flights, a lot of hours and that's awesome. Uh, you know, granted, most of it was not in front of my my coach, um, but we always collaborated and had a good plan going. Every every flight had purpose. So, in terms of what I set out to do and the plan I had and the strategy that we had, I'm very satisfied with what I did and and uh, have no regrets at all. Um, you know, I'm going to look back on WAC as only positive memories, and uh, definitely, you know, it could have been uh, you know experience of a lifetime. If I never do another WAC again, you know, I'll definitely I'll die happy because I mean it was a great experience. But uh, I do plan yeah. on doing more, but I'm definitely happy. Great people. What did you? For life. That's great. What did you That's take awesome. away from that whack that you're gonna apply to your training back home, whether it's mental training or actually flying? Like, what did you take away? Something you can work on that that um, you didn't realize until you went to whack. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like, I spent a lot of a year actually, just like Ryan. We had a we work with the same uh, sports psychology, the sport sport uh, sports psychologist. So I felt really good about the mental game, um, better than previous events. Um, but definitely the thing that I would do differently is like um, how I how I thought the presentation needed to be done. Um, we went in with a certain strategy, a certain image of where to put every figure, uh, like where the performance zone was, and it turned out to be not there at all. Um, so that was really oh, shocking. Done. That was really shocking, you know, just standing on the judging line. Where did you think it was and where did it need to be? Well, I'll tell you this, man, like, you know, on the judging line, you could you could watch from uh, maybe 50 meters behind the judging line. So you have a very good sense of what they're seeing. And like, honestly, for for all the the very, very high scoring flights, um, like they're like right over top of the judges, like. Like my neck was, like was, in constant, was in constant pain from looking straight up. And I just di- I do not get it. So I don't even think I would want to fly like, like that, it even if it made. I don't know. Um, like for me, like you just, the ge- geometry doesn't present well. They're like, how can it, you know? So, yeah. so that was, that was very weird. So our, our strategy just kind of got blown out the, out the window. Um, so we had to play some catch up on like where figures should actually go and, like I, I was under the impression that the judges wanted things basically in their face, near the bottom, above the bottom, but near the bottom, and uh, at a distance where they can just comfortably view you from their chair, and not have to just strain their neck straight up. But it turns yeah. out this wasn't the case at all. They wanted things quite high, actually. You know, like the French and Romanian pilots were flying remarkably high, and I just didn't get it because to me it didn't look great. Like the flying was fantastic. There's no denying that. But for me, the presentation. presentation. I didn't get it. To me, the figures didn't look that good there, and they scored. Is it a yeah. function? They they is were it, reward for it, so I don't get it. Well, is it a function of the SEVA judge? Well, I mean, there was a mix of judges, right? But like, is it a function of um, them being used to watching teams like the French and the Romanians fly more, and so whatever they're doing is more favorable to the judges rather than the judges having a a predetermined i mean obviously there's there's all judges are 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 you know um uh schooled on about on on presentation and and being able mm-hmm. to perceive figures yeah. but like are 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 they used to siva flying 
and 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 whatever they're doing as the presentation benchmark. And so that were they, well, I guess, were they judging you guys based on how the French fly from a presentation standpoint only? Well, that's a good question. And I mean, the last thing I want to you know, appear is, is being a whiner or anything like, don't get me wrong. Like the, the way the pilots were ranked, you know, the top 10 definitely deserved to be there. There's no question about it. They flew very, very well, but uh, you know, like Jeff, I don't know if you remember this, but we were at uh, that party at, at nationals and we were talking to, to Jeff bourbon about this. And he said that before the judges even show up, they've, they've already made up their minds. Like they yeah, already think- decide. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that before. It's a tri- yeah, it's a tricky thing. I mean, order of flight really like drawing one. I think I, you know, it sucks. Um, so you can't prevent that. Um, but oh. yeah, the top third, especially after four flights, are always going to be the top third. It's just Absolutely. it doesn't matter. But it like, I think matter. that there is a certain amount of expectation that judges see. Like, like you can't say that. Like right now, if you're a judge and Florent Odin is diving into the box that you're not expecting some ridiculous flight. And yeah. if you don't deliver, you you they're going to pay but they deliver. So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um they're not going to reward zeros for the most part, but like no. they deliver the and yeah, and so like Florent Odin, Castor, Holland, um you know, um gosh, I'm like forgetting so many uh greats here. Petroselli, yep, better Jeff, worse Jeff. <laughs> you know, there's there's an expectation, and when you deliver, it's there. I mean, sure. I think that you got to fly spectacular to try to get into that, you know, top third, um, for the most part. But you see, and you see that at nationals too, like you know, yeah. on a smaller scale, like where the judges are first impression, not first ever time impression, but the first impression for that year when you dive in. You know, there's an expectation, like, and Luke, you'll say it too. I bet you know when you fly your known and you and you and you fly off a really good known that then your freestyle you know there's a little bit of added pressure when you're in that top 10 top five to produce and i think that you're a little you get a little bit maybe a benefit of the doubt more towards you after you Mm -hmm. throw out a good known um whereas opposed to somebody who comes in flies low and zeros and is sloppy and then they come out and just crush it on the free Mm -hmm. I'd be really hard pressed to to agree to have somebody argue me that they they're not going to get as good as they're going to get a, a the same score as somebody like say Luke Penner who flies a terrific no one going into the free. Um, I just think that's just the way it is. But like yeah. at the end of the day, the standings are you are for the most part where they need to be because that person that flew a shitty no one right. and then a really good free they they're not going to win. It's just it's right. especially against a crowded field. So. Mm-hmm. You know, to go back to what you're saying, the top third is top third. Whether you want to agree with it or not, I think that there is that expectation from a judge's standpoint of of who's flying. Like if I go to WAC, you know, and you know they pull up a nationals and 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 see, there's an expectation of what they're going to get. So I have to fly, you know, spectacular to, to try to like you know get mm-hmm. in their eyes and stuff. And that's why even yeah. that guy from Australia, Aaron Delhue. You know, for him to finish seventh, I think, or some top Incredible. ten. Incredible. You know, that's saying a lot He's about a him because fantastic pilot. He's you know, I don't know. Good. Yeah, I don't know what you call it or how you, the definition of it, but to be from Australia and not from a a country that's got a you know an aerobatic foothold, um, mm-hmm. and to pop out some scores like that, that's to me that's super impressive. You know, it's it very is. very. To be fair, impressive. I think he is in the U.S. now. 
Yeah, I'm I'm actually uh I called um who's that? The uh terrorist hotline and just reported him just so he can not show <laughs> up in <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What is that? DSA? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Gonna put a uh, Swiss Army knife in his backpack next time he comes there. Luke, was there um obviously the um you know the the flying speaks for itself at the end of the day and, and you could correlate you know, scores and finishes um, to team cohesion and team, um, you know, ability and, and just the, the, all the, the, all the kind of uh, the, the magic, right. That makes a, a good um, national team that shows up at WAC. But was there any surprises that, that you, you weren't expecting with a given team um, from, from a given country that, that you saw that you were really impressed by or, any takeaways from from the teams as a whole that you maybe weren't expecting or that caught you off guard? Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, not really. Like, I I had a pretty good sense of kind of where everyone was coming from. I mean, the U.S. team really, um, they had a a really good presence. I mean, they're very professional and like you know really really strong pilots and they you could you could tell how seriously they took the game i mean i think they took it the most serious of anybody um so they they showed up in full force um so what do you think was was their downfall um in not uh beating the romanians or the french like what could they have done better no that's i mean Oh, that's a hard question. You might have to ask them that, but I mean, the Romanians are, are just so darn consistent, you know, like, like, like the French, they just, they don't really make egregious mistakes, you know, and that's one of the things that, that sets the French apart. They don't, they, they fly well. Yes, we know that, but they also don't really make mistakes either. And that's the key to the game. That's, that's yeah. how you unlock the, the top spots. Whereas the U S team, like, like the Canadian team, like we made some boo-boos here and there and that cost us, but, um, well, Romanians, a, I, wa- I watched a lot of their flights, too. and yeah, yeah. Um, First whack, you know, uh, for a lot yeah. of lot of uh, competitors, and sure, um, man. I mean, you you have some, you know, I mean, especially in the limited, but in, even in advance, you know, some of those foreign teams, uh, you know, really, really seasoned veteran competitors that have that have mm-hmm. seen this, they've seen everything. Yeah, I was surprised to see, um, like, there was a few people flying that didn't seem like they were totally prepared for like for SIVA advance, you know, like, I mean, I, I don't want to pick on the Australians cause you know, like I love the Australians. I mean, my wife is Australian, um, but like the Australian team, you know, they made a quick exit out of the event, which is a darn shame cause they were lovely guys and it would have been fun to hang out with them more. But uh, I mean, that they was left? a bit of a surprise. Well, yeah. I mean, you heard what happened, right? They were, they were disqualified no. uh, after program one. For what? Well, I mean, yeah, there, there was there was some low flying and some some um, the the judges basically called them off for some unsafe flying, both of them. How oh, unsafe wow. was it on a scale of one to ten? Uh, how, wait, how nine, unsafe? Nine, how, well, on, on a scale of one to six hundred sixty six. On a scale from from uh, Portuguese <laughs> man of war to dingo ate your baby. How low were the Australians? The dingo was just having a feast. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! Yeah, yeah. That was really yeah. plagued yeah. the contest. Low calls. Yeah. Good, well, like, I mean, justified or not? 
I mean, that's that's another topic unto itself. I mean, I, I was the victim of a low call. I mean, Matt Dumpy was too. Yeah. Um, you know, part of the weird thing with this box, like, I don't know if you guys heard of this, but the eastern half of it sloped upwards. So so the east judging line, like the morning judging position, was about 70 feet higher than the western judging position in the afternoon. So you appear lower by default if you're flying in the morning rotation, which is very weird. That's a weird component. So, you know, I just dialed my altimeter down to compensate for it, but it clearly wasn't enough on my program three. I got dinged 200 points for for being called not only low, but I had one judge call me low, low, which is just absolutely bonkers. Um, anyway, yes. it, it is what it is. It's a subjective sport, so I can't I can't complain at the end of the day. Yeah. Do you feel well, like there needs to be more of a majority, like more than 50% majority, like say 75% majority for a local to stick, not just half? Because how could half the judges miss it? Yeah, I heard you talking about that. And I, yeah, I mean. Would you be on board such, with that? I would be. It's such a devastating penalty. And to not have, yeah, the vast majority agreeing, that doesn't seem right. Um, yeah. something, you know, so I would be in favor of something like that, not to be a whiner and a complainer because it affects me, but it's just, yeah, it's just so darn subjective and those low lines, I mean, you know how that works. That's, that's done hours before in some cases. And how do you really know where it is? You're just holding a piece of paper out and guesstimating. Uh, it just doesn't seem very, um, scientific how that's derived and, uh, kind of like boundaries. About- what about certifying I mean, the certifying the altimeter setting, you know, and, and putting almost like tamper tape or something like that. So then you why can't we have back. a GPS? Why can't we just have a GPS in each plane at this point? I mean, I pay a, money. Does it not get a local? Yeah, I don't think that'd be accurate enough. Yeah, you, you need something that's like to the foot. Well, yeah, in, yeah, um, so. in yeah, England, they had the missile tracker. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. With that uh, Goody yeah. was talking about that. So we just need to buy one of those. Yeah, buy just, a missile just, tracker. Yeah. I see budget, baby. Just open that sucker up, write a check. I mean, there like yeah. the Red Bull telemetry was accurate enough, you know, to to get that kind of data in real time. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that we need, you know, G and speed and all that other stuff, but you know, something that could just track uh altimeter settings in real time. Or I'm not, yeah. not altimeter settings, but uh the altitude of the aircraft in real time. Which I think something that help. can be implemented earlier on though is getting a, a larger majority to have a stick i don't think yeah i think that if four out of eight judges are missing a call mm-hmm. i don't think that i think that i know that the chief judge um is the ruling factor i get mm-hmm. that but you know he doesn't always have his eyes on the airplane um mm-hmm. so there's that kind of variable but i mean at, yeah. a, at a world at a world level mm-hmm. like if you say it out loud at a world level how are four world level judges missing something uh, hmm yeah i mean you know what do they do in tennis when when the when the ball goes slightly out or they don't know like they, they go to the replay right they have the telemetry yeah. data it would just be nice if we could just remove the subjectivity from such a devastating penalty i think it would yeah, really yeah. bring the sport up but i mean i know it costs and especially like but... think about this too and like my argument not argument but and it's just open conversation because i know certain people disagree with me and that's cool but imagine like like look at dunphy right it's the fourth flight. He, they only let the top, you know, uh, two thirds fly or something like that. And yeah, yeah. And he probably he rattled off probably a great flight. And um, and 
he got a low call and, and it wasn't it was I don't think I think it was like four out of the eight. And it, yeah, and it went to the chief judge. Um, pretty yeah, overruling. So like, here's a guy, you know, he's in the fourth program. He's obviously a super talented pilot. Um, and you know, you're arguing right now that you, you think that you're somebody's at a hundred feet, less a thousand meters away from you. You can tell that, mm-hmm. like you can literally tell that. And like, if you, if you want to call it fine, but you only need three other people to have something like that stick and just take somebody out of the contest when four others are saying, no, it's fine. The height's fine. I feel like you know, a low call, especially at that flight, the fourth flight has to be, you know, notice like if you're not getting six out of eight judges calling low, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can be on board for that. I mean, and that's just, you know, and it's hard for me too, because, you know, I typically don't fly to the bottom um, just because Mm -hmm. what I've noticed that wax is, is even the French and the Spanish, you know, they're flying it in unlimited you know, they're flying at like 800 feet. That's their floor. Mm-hmm. Even a thousand sometimes, yep. you know, they're not low. It's not like the nineties where, you know, people were running these like super pumped up motors flying at the deck, you know, right in front of, you know, a hundred feet off the, the front box marker, you know, and just putting it right in their face. It's not like that anymore. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so honest, honestly, that was our strategy for a lot of our, our pilots on our team was to bring it right, you know, low, right into their faces and, just have really precise, sharp maneuvers that show good geometry, but it just it did not score well. It, it was not rewarded. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's weird because that seemed to work well in. Uh, I can see why Aaron may have thought that because that seemed to work well in um, Romania at, when he was at WAC. Right, because the U.S. was doing what the French were doing, <laughs> doing this year. They were flying high and away, or like not high and away. They were flying high in like a like middle box or maybe like a hundred feet in from the middle box. So like very similar to the French we're doing this year, not low, but you know, um, in Romania in 2018, the French were, were way, uh, way a little bit lower. And then we brought it lower and then it seemed to score really well. So it's always changing. It's weird. It's hard to, you know what I, to say. Yeah, what I think needs to be done. I think, you know, to be a judge at this level, you, you know, the IC should inspect your car. And if your wheels are curbed, that means you can't judge the fucking distance from six feet away from you. You shouldn't be a judge. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, not to pile on the topic, but yeah, I was kind of disappointed with, you know, some of the judging. Like, like there's a lot of things that they didn't see. Inconsistency, you mean? Yeah. I mean, I know it's a hard job and I, and I sympathize for them sitting out in the desert roasting all day for 10 days. I mean, that's not fun. No, watching countless flights. It's an arduous job. And like, I'm thankful that these people do this job, but I mean, I was sitting on the judging line watching and not to throw my own teammates under the bus, but one of our guys, he made just a total boo-boo on the last figure. And the figure was supposed to end inverted, but he ended upright, wagged out and half the judges scored him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What in the world? (laughs) So, we watched a couple instances like that. Um, like, how do you adjust your flying then to 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 the judging right. criteria? That like at that point, like I can understand if like they're looking for certain distances away from them, um, maybe certain types of cadences. Um, but if they're rewarding zero, do, like do you fly zero? I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> like uh, like Jersey, you mentioned him. He he had an interesting comment. Like this was his third um, whack event and. He said it, it feels like a moving target, knowing what the judges want to see. I mean, that's that's discouraging, right? 
yeah. you're supposed to you're supposed to figure it out more as you do more of these events, not feel like it's a nebulous thing, but well, and that's yeah. the name of the game. At the end of the day, this isn't it's to fly perfect aerobatics, but it's to it's to give the judges what they want so they can judge you yes. favorably. That's exactly that's, that's all this that's is. Right. That's right. And uh, ultimately, I, you know, I didn't give them what they wanted compared to some of the other pilots, but uh, I, I'm well, perfectly fine moves. with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm happy with what I did. I'm happy yeah, with I, what you did. I think, yeah, oh, I think the Canadian you. team should be proud. <laughs> absolutely. No, I, it, absolutely. I'm proud of all our guys. You know, we we had so many trials and tribulations this year, you know, been through a lot. Our country is so massive, like just like yours and getting training camps in super hard. I know. Isn't it so frustrating to see the French train? Like, imagine if we were all within like 300 miles of each other. Oh, man. I mean, we'd, we'd be, be doing this podcast deadly. in person. We'd be dude. deadly, dude. Oh, it'd be so much fun. Mark would be yeah. flying contests if we were that he would close. Be. I mean, he'd be on Unlimited by now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he would. 100%. <laughs> you know, there there is something to where, like, at the end of, like, you know, I think about this in different um, elements of life, and I'm sure we all have uh, these kind of, like, relatable topics where, you, you, you know, you just kind of resign to the fact that, like, this other person or this other company or this other country or this other group has it perfectly, and there's nothing you can do to emulate mm-hmm. it. And I absolutely do feel like that. Um, again, as an outsider looking in, I think it's that you're just. Never I think it's more training. But yeah, mm-hmm. but but like how? You know what I mean? Like they t- I mean. they're it's, together. They're a unit. It, dude, it's it's. Think about like you know we've we talked about Break this on the last podcast. Yeah, we've yep. Well, and we've talked about it through the inception of the podcast of like you know, um, and I remember this vividly of being around the Warbird guys and just hearing these little anecdotes here and there, and it's like you know when you're around Bourbon and Goody. And Rob, oh god, and they're just shooting yeah. the shit. It's oh, like, oh my goodness, it's it, you'd pay. I would, I literally would pay for it. I'm telling you, I would pay for it. Like it's it's gold. It's solid gold. It it's dude, awesome. I'd be around it's Bourbon or Goody at night, and I'd be like, how can I keep these guys awake to keep them talking? I'll go yes. get Red Bull yes. coffee. Do you want a coffee? Yeah. Do you want coffee, Jeff? I'll get you coffee. Now yep. do that. Do you? that. Three sixty five. You know, in France. You yeah. know what I mean? It's um, you know, in a perfect world. In yeah, in a perfect world, man. Even like you could do this in Canada, like it, there should be an East Coast world team and a West Coast world team or just divide up the country as much as you need at this point and just, you know, have that as a training ground. You know, first of all, the Northeast would be deadly. Got Holland, Goody, Celebrity. I mean, we'd be killing it. Petrosoli. And then the West Coast. Yeah, I get the water. I definitely make sure that there was enough gate. Water boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, water boy. Um, hey, Get actually, I watched my Nationals video and I was actually like, wow, that wasn't not so bad, Jeff. Not so Dude, bad. Yeah. yeah, man, I watched I, your flight. Look great. I actually, nice. I, I really enjoy it. I texted you after. I mean, granted, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at, but still, I, I, you know, everything comparatively. Like, I was like, this is a freaking good flight, dude. Yeah, I was pretty happy, especially flying first for every fucking flight. That was ridiculous. Man, you're so out there. Oh, God. Funny. And then it was funny because I picked first on the known, then Bourbon, better Jeff, picked first on the free, then I picked first on the unknown, and then the second unknown, they wouldn't even let me pick. They were like, we feel so bad for you. <laughs> they literally wouldn't let me pick. I'm like, at this point, let me pick. I want to pick. I just wanted to see how bad my luck has been with this. Um, yeah. But no, getting back to what I was saying, it just as becoming a unit and a team, it almost makes sense to, to divide up the country. 
mm-hmm. you know, and I think it would spur more competitive. I mean, look at you guys. Like Canada is blossoming with high level aerobatics, right? And very, very talented. Like not this just is, like people who are in the category. Well, thank it's you. It's a Hall of Fame very team kind of you to say. right now. Well, thanks. Thank you. This will be yeah. talked about for a long time. But if there was like a Northeast world team, like you bet your ass, I would not that I, I don't want to say I wouldn't make an effort because like I'm definitely making an effort to get to the training camps this year just because they're going to be so, um, gosh, it's so uh, not only motivating, but I'm going to learn so much from being around all these greats. But, you know, as far as being in the Northeast and stuff, and if there was a Northeast world team, you know, I would go to it even if I wasn't on a team just to watch, you know. Because it's mm. the location is is what it's all about. It's just tough to like justify totally. flying out to California or flying out to no. some line of Kansas. I mean, that's like that's literally like the Italians flying to the Eastern Bloc of Europe. You know, mm-hmm. not yeah. not quite Russia, but like Romania and um, Czech Czech Republic. That's like them flying there. It's it's a long way. It and it is. You know what? If France, I don't see France doing training camps in um, Poland. No, there's no need to. This is why I think um, I, I think we're going to start a virtual uh, competition with VR. You know, we're we just don't even buy airplane. Airplane. Look, let's face it, guys. Airplanes are too expensive. We don't want to travel. Mm-hmm. We can just get fat and sit in a recliner and just. You know, <laughs> you know what would be fun? Around, Let me tell you. you I know? just had like a total light bulb. You know what would be really fun is to do a virtual aerobatic competition. But the judging, we would just shit on people with their in a good way. <laughs> like it'd be all of our friends, but we would just be like, "Do you ever?" This is horrible. This is complete dog shit. Yeah, why did you show fuck. up? Yeah. yeah, why did you show up? Don't even <laughs> you just, don't roll you don't roll right or right. Just shut your computer off and burn it. <laughs> well, we had we had talked about this before. I mean, we talked about that would be so funny to listen years to years ago about doing you know uh, like a, not a virtual contest in VR, but like you know some sort of being able to track telemetry and 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 do a contest yeah. where like you could you could mm-hmm. fly figures. And submit them and have it be judged, you know, via video. And I think uh, not to take Sammy Mason's uh, idea away, like he had something either similar, like kind of a parallel thinking. Like, obviously, this is not um, it's not a crazy idea. And I don't know if you guys know uh, Apollo Iskold, but he uh, he's a he's a really, really smart guy. Um, He's fantastic. I helped him and a a couple guys finish a 300 checkout and he uh, crewed on Red Bull, but he's made software um that i think rob is now testing but basically yeah, yeah. It, it, i saw it's it it's that. actually it's, pretty cool it's fantastic i mean and it's in I've its infancy it stages it's like, accurate you know, as fuck it's super mm-hmm. accurate and it, it's it's pretty cool now but it's tough because where... like you need the parallax like that's that's great if you're in a direct line of sight not direct line right. of sight but if you're lined up in the middle but when the airplane's on the right look like if you're on the upwind or downwind side of the box like Vertical is not where you need, you can't be perfectly vertical there. It just doesn't, it doesn't judge well. It changes, you know, it changes the criteria, right? Cause then, then you're mm-hmm. going to a vertical is completely vertical. Like you're drawing a yeah. zero degree vertical line. Well, then it's a more it pure, it's more pure that way. Like yeah. that's what it's supposed to be. Like, why should we have to compensate for parallax? That's stupid. Like, Compl- yeah. Compensate for parallax and even wind. Like you don't even have to, Over, correct for, you're, you're, you're no. drawing perfect line. You're just drawing the line on a piece of paper or you know computer yeah. screen oh my god there's yeah. so many cheats that's what everybody always wonders like you know especially in big fields like a sportsman field or you know um you know in the advanced field it's not you know necessarily how great a pilot is it's, it's picking up those breadcrumbs of mm-hmm. those extra point fives of knowing when to be slightly negative and when to over you know overall mm-hmm. 
totally. and uh, things like that. Uh, so like, yeah, and yeah, I didn't really know any of that stuff until last year. So like watching my old nationals videos compared to the ones this year, it's like, oh, that's why we do that. Okay, this makes sense. No, you're watching yeah. cockpit videos of a lot of this stuff, and you're like, oh, it, it looks. It's almost like you have to fly it painfully wrong so it looks oh, right do. to the judges. And, oh, and the cockpit, do. it feels like shit. Yeah, it what does. a weird mindfuck that is. Absolutely. It looks terrible from the cockpit quite often. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like some stuff I don't even want to post because people are going to be like, what is wrong with this guy? Four point rule. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Like, what I tell people, what, like, what? don't believe me with the, with the SC, when you have the wings to, when you have the wing, the bottom of the wings to the judges. And you're rolling towards them on the X. You have to be over like 15 degrees to look yeah, savage. That's about 15 degrees, dude. You do. And if you're and not, then you got to like slow the rate bad. to the next point. Yeah, but then you can't. You have so just little to deal with on the last quarter that you have to almost slow the rate down so the cadence fits in with it. Like there's so many like little bullshit things. Not bullshit, yes. but that's what separates oh. the better Jeffs. <laughs> <laughs> we never learned that we never learned that in the united states from the get-go whereas the french no. and probably the romanians and the russians do you know we learn we learn the pure you know great talk about grassroots right we all learn grassroots mm -hmm. aerobatics we hop in a, in a cub or a satabria and then a super decathlon and then a pits and then an extra and we fly these you know figures to their essence which are are horrifically wrong from a judge's standpoint whereas the french right. from the get-go are learning how to please the judges Right, yeah. Mark, you know, you're an instructor, so you get all about primacy, right? So if you're learning Absolutely. it that way from the beginning, it's 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 nothing new. It's already done. It's not a big deal. Whereas, whereas we done. have to, like, unlearn stuff. And so, yeah. we, you know, we, we own our own airplanes, and we can go fly as we please, which is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's advantages. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not all bad out here. <laughs> no. But it, no, it's true. <laughs> uh, freedom to that... fly whenever we want. I wouldn't trade that for anything. Me neither. No, it's a it's a blessing and a curse because uh, they can't do it in France like we can. But no. then again, there's just no junk flying. It's it's all very purposeful, and it and it just shows year Correct. after year, contest after contest. Absolutely, yeah. Tommy, the guy who won the whack, he's a fantastic guy, and he definitely deserved to win. So, no. But don't you there. feel the same way? Um, and I'm not taking anything away from the French, um, but they like when I watch them fly um, at the Advanced Worlds, not this year uh, in the past. You know, they're they're great pilots, but they're just as good as our great pilots. It, it's they're not special. They're just very consistent. Like the I didn't see them do anything spectacular that was on another level than say somebody like um, you know, like, like a Brett Lincoln or you know, Dunphy or you know, one of our great advanced pilots can do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, Luke? Like I didn't mm -hmm. it wasn't next level stuff, it was just very methodical. Consistent. Yeah, consistent, and you could tell that like they spent, gosh, tremendous amounts of time on the ground um, training up to this event, and it, it's not running yesterday, you know, to a certain extent. Um, Absolutely. So, like, you know, that was eye opening for me. It's like, okay, the French are are great, but they're they're certainly not unbeatable. You know, it's this Agreed. is not like well, the the formula's there, right? It's just, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're, a lot of our pilots are better. The game. They're playing the game yeah. better, like you know. Yeah, and they just they they are just you know that's their not to say that we're not all obsessed with the sport, but you know they're they're just they're, they're very professional. And I'm not saying yeah, that we're not yeah. professional, but like that's their life. It's 
you know what I'm trying to get yeah. at. I don't want to take away anything from from everybody, you know, putting their blood, sweat, and tears in this thing, but it's just so business like over there. Like it is just so business like. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, us. like we we share the tent with the French team, and uh, they're yeah. just a tremendous group of guys. Like it's just super cool. Oh yeah, more chill than I thought they'd be. Uh, but then they just get to work and just don't make any excuses. Like it's you know, the consistency is key, and they do that in spades. Yeah. 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 You know, do you have yeah. to ask any of them like how much they fly per year, how many aerobatic hours they uh, fly each year? Um. Yeah, I think like it's like in the thirty-hour to fifty-hour range. Yeah. Crazy. So, like, right? 100, 150 flights. Yeah, but all coached. Yeah. Videoed. So, whereas like you know they're flying, it's like ninety-nine percent coached, and like my flying, like probably most of us in North America is like ninety-five percent not coached. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. But, but I have a lot of fun, so there is that. Yeah, and you can go whenever you want. I can go whenever I I please. So, and that that ability to just hop in and go, there's there's oh, incredible. It's so much fun, and that's the thing is like at the you know you, you just look at cultural differences and just it, it'll never change, right? The for us, it's a, a large passion project for everybody. Mm-hmm. Aerobatics, is, whether however you take it, it's it's a it's passion. You you do it because you love it. Not to say that yeah. they don't love it, but the it's know. very it's a very it's a professional track like could you imagine like we're gonna hire you as a competition pilot cool and then you get hired and and that's your that's your job and you mm-hmm. treat it professionally you treat it like a job and it is and it in turn treats you like it like it is a job you know it's like mm-hmm. a formula one race team it's mm-hmm. it's the logistics and the and the and the and the you know the infrastructure surrounding some of those teams is it's it's like it's no wonder they're they they do how how well they do yeah yeah no surprise. i mean i think a, a large spark not a large i think a another addition to why they fly so well not to make excuses but um you know like you own your airplane luke so you have a certain you have responsibilities and you know you got to pay for the thing and you're constantly you know i, I for one i'm yeah. you know i'm a maintenance whore with it like i try to make sure that things always in pristine so you have all these responsibilities with it where you know if for me if i was able to just jump in an airplane that I didn't know, or I mean that I didn't own, and that was going to get fixed no matter how rough I was on it. I'd, I think I'd fly it a little bit different. Yeah, uh, I agree. Those I mean, are called prison rules. You you see the way some of these guys <laughs> online fly that are uh, that are club SCs, and it's like, oh my goodness! I mean, the flying looks incredible, but it's like, oh, that's abusive. Yeah, that engine's not holding up. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> what, who who yeah. was it? We were watching a video. I forgot. I'll who send it the wake right now. I have it, dude. I'll send that it to video it. of the wide open throttle to idle. It looks like, yeah. Oh man, I forgot who it was, yeah, but it, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm sending it to Luke, but yeah, you keep talking while I do this. Yeah. It's it's so funny. I mean, um, it, I'm it's trying to think of, like what it equates to. It literally looks like somebody's turning a wrench, like a ratchet. <laughs> It's just oh, on off, on off, you, on off. Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. You, you can hear. You can hear. You it. can. You can hear the thrust bearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm just uh scrolling down to gotta get past all the nudes. Uh, uh yeah. But yeah, it was yeah, doing a um a snap in the vertical and then making sure because you have to hit the snap hot, you know, somewhat high to get a good flick. Yeah. But then you gotta make sure the lines are right. 
So, um, yeah, I'll send it. Uh, here it is. You should have it. Um, we should post this, by the way. Um, it's. I mean, it's great flying. Yeah. You know, it's it, that's the thing is like, uh, um, it's it's great flying. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's like, oh my god, my my yeah, like, my body that guy's hurts. Definitely not paying for that. <laughs> the video you made. <laughs> I forgot about it. Oh, it's the best, dude. Okay, you I'm gotta awesome. post. It. Ah, oh, you gotta post it. Yeah, I'll post it. But it's just like, and I think I put emotional oh, damage on. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, like, oh my goodness! If that doesn't sum up why you shouldn't rent your airplane to the French, I don't know what will. Oh, wow. Just doll. How how many dollars was that? You know that? Just movement of the wrist. I hadn't seen that. That is unreal. <laughs> Dude, do you know that? Why? So on the, I'll explain I to people. So on the it. on the earlier SCs, I think it was up until. I don't know, serial number 10 or some some of the experts on these things will know. So in a throttle, there's actually a throttle stop. Um where later I think yeah, but I think it's yeah. it was an, not an AD, but I, I think yours, I don't know if yours has it, Luke, where you know you when you bring the throttle the idle it actually hits it's like this like metal U-clamp type of thing where you can't pull it back any further because the French were literally ripping the throttle all the way back and out. It didn't have a stop <laughs> in the early one. Ripping cables you know out. Yeah, they were ripping the cables out. Yeah, I think it actually happened on your SC too. Oh, geez, at one point, really? yeah, um, not in a bad way. To, I know it happened to Mel's plane. Um, yeah, or maybe it was still, I forget, but like it was somebody in the Northeast because it's all is it's a boat throttle cable from West Marine. I don't know if you knew that with the uh, throttle cable. I swear, I'm not even kidding. Yeah, so <laughs> like, like, a a parts. Parts. Extra, like a lot of extra parts. Like a lot of extra parts. That's right. Yeah, everybody's like, Petro, you come on, like, just rent the airplane. Why won't you rent the airplane? Hey, can I use your airplane? What? Like, that's why I don't rent my airplane because people don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. And I think that, like, not that they don't give a shit, but like, they don't. It's subconscious, and, too. It's like, it's just, it, when it's not yours, you just treat it a little bit differently, unless you have a personal, like, if, if one of you let me fly your SC, it, I I probably would refuse just because I care that much, but it's like you can't. Well, no like, offense, Mark, but like you're not going to do anything no, that's going to no, really, never. that I'm not going to do like a lot worse to it. Like, would I give yeah. my airplane to fucking Rob Holland to go have fun with? Hell no. Yeah. Hell fucking no. <laughs> no, you're just gonna, no dude, it's just going to be full of gummy bears and farts. Yeah, I don't care how much <laughs> Van, I don't care how much Van Halen he tries to serenade me with. He's not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Julian, why is, why how do you say no to the Don? I mean, how do you say I would like Julian fly, right? Wouldn't you? You too, Luke, right? Like, yeah. he's just, I would. He's oh, the Don. Without question. Without question. It's like kissing the ring. You kiss, you, yeah. of course, like whatever I take my wife, like you can have whatever. It smells like LA looks <laughs> and, and just victory inside. I feel like my plane <laughs> would fly a lot better after Julian flew it. Just, I don't know if it would be like Same placebo here. effect. It'd like, rub off. Yeah, I almost want him to fly it now, just to have like that nostalgia. Like Chapman's, mm -hmm. I feel like Chapman started flying a lot better when um, Mike Gulian signed his tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, there's that's something true, to actually. it, dude. I mean, that is true. He do Mike does have spiky hair like a troll. I wonder if like people touch his hair and it really does bring magic. Like, what if it is really magic? You never know. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm distracted. I keep watching this Olofsky video. I can't get enough of it. Dude, how crazy is that? <laughs> it's nuts, man. Like, you I want to know how it. much money 
like how much life was taken out of that engine right at that moment (laughs) you're you're literally watching a motor kind of be destroyed it's one it's one hour minus tbl every time that he moves the throttle every time it's an hour yeah it's like 36 bucks 36 bucks he walks yeah, every time he walks into the hangar door at the airplane, just a, a random bolt drops like it's taking like it just shit his pants because it's so Lusky. <laughs> that's that's the that's the real reason he had to uh, to retire. Yeah, yeah. It just it doesn't matter. You know, like ten light combings on the shelf. Sometimes oh, you yeah. hear the you know the uh, the fuel manifold burble you know after a flight right you know, as it's, yes, it's yes. vapors you know you, yep. he walks in the hangar you just hear the airplane go. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> no <laughs> no. Don't it's do just it. shaky. Leave me. It's shaking in its wheel pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's fantastic. And you know what? Who? I mean, unless you have a full ride engine sponsorship, and like nobody has it that good. How are you? You know, I don't, I don't know anybody's treating their airplane like that here. And I'm not saying that well, for, that's like abuse. Well, it's just more of like you just got to do yeah. it. I've seen some uh, some domestic pilots uh, treating their motors the same way, but uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. And then you go fly that thing cross country. Like I'm when I fly with my dude, when I fly over the Adirondacks and shit, I am sh- as high as I could be shitting my pants. Yeah. Because I like I overthink <laughs> it because I'm like, oh, my God, I just flew this, this and this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and now I'm over just you know, there's no safe place to put this thing down at this point. Like, oh. well, look, you, you guys went over like you guys kind of went around like on the um on the back end of the on the east end of the Rockies down through what, like Santa Fe and cut over. I've done that flight several times. Um, that is not yeah. forgiving terrain. I I, I always yeah. hate that area. I mean, I was gonna say like uh, just to sum up the whole whack thing. Like honestly, just going there and going home was worth the whole thing because that that flight was spectacular. Oh, you got some good photos. I saw that. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I I haven't posted and some stuff I can't show you. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> post it. But it was a send full send. It, oh man, I shouldn't. But I'll show you guys inverted inside the Grand Canyon. We've all been there. Use your imagination. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just just yeah, like Jesse and I and Ryan, we, we flew down together in formation and just unbelievable scenery. We were we had a discrete frequency and man, we were just singing the whole time. And it was just it was so oh. cool. Like it's almost like, better uh, than oh, luck itself, you know? Well, in a way it was, to be honest, like just the just the friendship and the memories and it's just a unique time in our lives. Like it was just so awesome. Loved it. Yeah. Great memories. That's what bourbon was saying too, is like the memories you make are just the best. And if you're not doing that, I think you're missing the point. Yeah. I feel like the U S and kind of need to like partner up at this point and just form one mega team. North American contingent. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. In fact, if, if whack, I don't know what's going on. Whack. I heard that they literally, uh, it's going to be in Poland. 10 miles away from the Ukraine border. So um, get your flak jacket um, (laughs) ready to go, ready to go to war multiple ways. Um, So I don't know how that's going to work out, but if it doesn't work out, I was talking to my wife too. I'm like, let's go to Canada. I'll fly some Kansas in Canada and, um, you know, go go tour a little bit, you know, because I was going to spend all that time away anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, why not? Mm -hmm. Why would they pick that? I don't know. Why would they call Luke Penner low? Right? So some things just don't make sense. These are all questions (laughs) you need the answer to. God, I Uh, wish you could just like bomb drop Canadian hams on it because they kind of look like little bombs. 
just hang that's what you need to do is like hang some canadian bacon on the bottom of your wings like drop tanks and if you get a local you just drop it right on the judges <laughs> you know it's handy. funny like like i did that flight and like i felt great like jeff you know this feeling you finish a flight you wag out and you're just like pumped and yeah you're, you're, you're cheering in the air and you're like i just nailed that and then you come oh, yeah. back and and then i fueled up i pushed the plane back and i get to our tent and uh oh jeff you know martin from the netherlands he was our warm-up pilot i know of him yeah 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 does he know yeah, us he's a, he is such an awesome guy. But anyway, he, I get back to the tent and it's just him there. And he's like, so uh, are you upset? I'm <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, he's like, oh, you didn't see the scores then. So I'm like, oh, crap. What it, see, like, I wouldn't have even said anything. I just wouldn't go near you. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I just wouldn't make eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's, I hate locals at this point. I hate boundary judges too. Like, and I heard from Father Holland that boundary judges come back to nationals and i'm going to bitch like no other he doesn't know yet well he's hearing it now i'm sure oh but... really they're, com- they're coming back really did you oh, do like it boundaries or did you like the boundaries or you did not like the boundaries? i was not a fan of the boundaries thank you and if we're going to see the format with these unknowns then exactly. why why we have boundaries and if you say well the judges can't well how can they the judges handle judging all these unknowns that they can't handle something simple like presentation and left left uh-huh. and right rights Yes, so like exactly. you're you can't be really half pregnant here can you and then if you we want boundaries then let's go to IAC format and just have a standard unknown yeah well when you are an expert at keeping in the box i can see why you'd want to have that have that rule you'd <laughs> yeah. want to have boundary judges i get it yeah because why do you got to be it, so it, good yeah. rob <laughs> <laughs> give us a chance here i know <laughs> just when we think we have like an opening it's like uh, it just gets yeah, out exactly. that prison loop i know right and speaking of which, I'm going to be joining you in Unlimited next year. Which I know, I'm so pumped idea, actually. But, dun, 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 dun. but, but, but I'm so pumped about it. I'm so excited, man. No, no it's fun, man. It's it's as long it, you seem to have a, a realistic expectation of how long it takes. It's some people, yep. I don't think are ready sometimes, and some people think that they can spin up in like, gosh, two years. And to me, it's a four or five year path. I don't know how what you're thinking, but to get good, I think it's a four or five year path from playing well, your first test. Definitely what I'm uh, planning mentally, you know, it's, you know, I've been in in advance six years, so I feel like I've, I've exhausted the catalog and I can fly all the figures and I'm, I'm really excited about the the challenges of all these endless possibility of figures. Like that that really excites me actually, you know, it's going to be challenging obviously, but it looks really, really fun and exciting. It's super rewarding. And I've seen some videos that you find and it seems like you're past the the frustration because don't you feel like there's that point of frustration where you're like, why am I? I got the right airplane. I suck. Um, I'm never going to be able to figure it out. Like they can, totally. you know, and there's this, there's this huge, it's a huge hump, like any, like more so than any other category. And totally. it's a, it's a, it's hard to get over that. But like, once you start, once the flicks start rotating the outside flicks and you start, mm-hmm. you know, and everything starts slowing down as you're doing the vertical stuff, you know, it's like, okay, I can, I can build on this. I can start working here, you know, yeah. and then you start gaining some momentum. Yeah, I, mean, I can't wait to to have the the ascending flicks figured out because right now I don't have them at all figured out, and if I get them, it's it's pretty much luck. So, yeah, it, I don't it feels know. a bit. It feels it a bit like, like you were doing good. Yeah, well, I I posted a good one, so. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're all in the same boat except for yeah, man, freaking everybody so, else. 
<laughs> yeah. But. Well. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of the greats in, in Unlimited that we, fly, you know, you're flying against, they they haven't really posted their journey because they've been in it so long. You know, like with social yeah. media now and and modern cameras, like it just hasn't been so easy to share it now. So. I think it's they've cool, also though. grown with the category though. The category was yes. not even speaking to Goody and, and Bourbon, like the category right. for like people like you and I and whoever else is, is moving up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it is a fucking leap um mm-hmm. going into unlimited. And um mm-hmm. not to like say like advanced, it's not a, a really it's an extremely hard category, but to get good at unlimited is it's it's a lot of fucking crying and sweat and money <laughs> well jeff i i watch you i watch you from the judging line at nationals i mean you're flying awesome man you you totally Thanks, deserve and uh belong there so don't ever question that oh, i need to hear that thank you i appreciate that um Absolutely. but it's fun and honestly like the what really made it um palatable not palatable but like what, what really keeps me kind of like gearing up to 24 is have people like you, but like the people in the category couldn't have been better. You know, yeah, Burke, Bourbon, Goody, Rob, AJ, Johnny, um, Grossmeyer. Uh, gosh, I hope mm-hmm. I'm not leaving anybody out here. Oh, yeah, that yeah. guy, uh, uh, Bobby. And, um, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> uh, but everybody was, everybody got along because that was one of the things that when I went there, not a deciding factor, but, you know, in the, not so much in the back of my head, but, you know, I didn't want there to be to, like a super sterile environment where nobody was quote unquote get, not getting along. Like I understand it's a competition and you want to be competitive, but if ever if people were gonna if people were assholes and standoffish, then it's like ah, this category doesn't why why would I waste all this not waste, why would I take all this time out of my day throughout the year to come to an environment where people wanna like, you know, make you know, it's just it's gotta be fun to a certain extent. And and if you're able to separate that and take it seriously in the cockpit and be competitive leading up to the, the flight and everything like that. But you know, you don't want to burn out because you've seen it, Luke. You've been in the sport so long, and so have you, Mark, where people they just they do this four or five year jolts and they take it mm-hmm. super seriously and then they're gone. They fizzle disappear. Yeah, I can think of yeah. several people at the top of my head. Oh. Yeah, I, I would and say like, that you can probably it's probably fifty percent or or more. And actually it is more. Uh, yeah, people and, see they, they, yeah, yeah. And if you've been lucky enough to to notice that, and and if you've been in the sport long enough to recognize it, because um, some people will say, "Oh no, you got to take it." No, this isn't. No, you have to take it. Like this, it's like okay, buddy. Like that's that works for you, great. But like I know for me, I will burn out and I will end up yeah. hating it because yeah. once it becomes a job, then mm-hmm. you're not getting paid. Like you just like you look in the mirror one morning, you're like, "Why the fuck am I doing this? Why am I going to Salina, Kansas, to mm-hmm. to?" Be, you know in a room of people that want to you know i don't know not stab each other in the back but like where it's like so unfriendly you know where i got you know my wife at home my kids at home and stuff like that and i can have some fun like we had a great time in nationals you know and, and uh i did too and that's what's going to bring me back i mean shad colson god that guy freaking it. deserves Absolutely he deserves so it. much i mean yeah. he is I would do anything for that guy at this point. Yeah, he. I had such a great time, and he was largely responsible for that. So, a hundred percent. Like just yeah. his like energy and his atmosphere about him, and 
you know, when there's a problem, he didn't make a big deal of it. Like, I'm sure that yeah. there were some major things going, but he just was so professional and just handled it. And kept oh, it gosh, cool. man, I got to do so. I got to send him something. He just deserves so much for doing that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, we got to get him back know, on the podcast. He's too. coming back, right? Like, he's going to do it again next year. He said he was. I, think so. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, we had fun. And then, you know, Lee Hubner, he crushed it with everything. It's just like the IC is on the right path. And I think the leadership yeah. with, with Burke and Holland and, yes. you know, the board for the most part, like, I think that, you know, we're, you know, things can always be better, but I think that they're doing a phenomenal job for being a, a nonprofit type organization and what they're accomplishing. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. It's you know, it's just, I just thought of something like when I first um, flew the SC, people asked me like, uh, you know, has that ruined the 300L for you? Like you, you don't like that plane anymore. I said, absolutely not. Like I, if anything, I appreciate that plane even more now because like of all the things it's capable of doing and it, with two people on board, I mean, that's incredible. And now like this mm-hmm. year, like, I have a whole new appreciation for U.S. Nationals. Like that event is is such a good event. That's and, bringing me back. Which you know, I don't know like, about you. Like, uh, just can't say enough good things. This this year was definitely a highlight for me. So, and I've been to every single U.S. National since I've been in the sport, and this was definitely the best one. So, yeah, and it's only going to get better. Yep, It's only going to get be better when boys. Mark comes and competes. Oh gosh! Oh, oh, he had to add the second. Whoa! I'm like, whoa! 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 whoa. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. No, we'll get him out there. We'll get him we'll out there. We'll see. You know what? I found. I think I'm gonna rent like a a house where there are some cool apartments in the town. Um, so this way with some extra beds. So this way, if Marky uh finds a couple of days, yes. he can he can jump seat Beautiful. out and hang out. Beautiful. Hell yeah, let's do it, dude. Especially let's after I gotta it. give a shout out to uh the Pollard family for sponsoring my microphone. I don't know if my voice is sounding that much better, but thank you. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Thank you, thank you to the oh. Pollard family. <laughs> poor, poor old Jeff. You know, trying to put gas through that SC, he's become real broke, <laughs> and uh, had, had to get the the poor old hey, guy. Jim, out, I get it, know. man. Full respect, I get it, dude. Especially watching that video now, like you're like, oh, <laughs> you guys got to start freaking never... yanking those throttles, dude, and then you know, yeah, yeah man, full sending. Absolutely. What no throttle cables? Those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. <laughs> yeah, you got to pump those numbers up. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, don't man. really want to win, do you? Oh, no, not that bad. Sorry. <laughs> <Not> that bad. <laughs> How bad do you want it? No, no, thank you. Sorry, I got to put my kids through college. Yeah, without that. Shit, Luke. Before well, we wrap up, um. Any any closing thoughts on the team? Anything you want to say regarding you know the the, the season, um, the team, coach, anything? Yes, um, I gotta give the biggest shout out to my team. You know, all all eight of us. I mean, we made this commitment, you know, over a year ago, and every one of us came through. Um, like we didn't miss any of the camps, um, and we just really bonded as a team. So shout out to everyone on the team, and a camp. You know, I can't forget Jesse Mack. You know, he he technically wasn't on the team, but but in spirit, he was every bit of a team member as anyone else. And and you know what he did, you know, flying the 300L and and you know scoring as well as he did, and he represented the country really well. And and then to top it off, I mean, this Aaron McCartan, awesome. he he was there for us the entire year. You know, any second of a day, if we had a question or a concern, he was there for us with a you know, you'd send a text and he calls you right away to address the issue. 
and just such a positive energy and supportive, like during the low times, you know, to encourage us to bring us back. I mean, we we wouldn't have got to where we were without him. And uh, I we just owe him a tremendous debt of gratitude uh, for the for his efforts and and for the friendship. So so that's what I want to finish with. Boy, can't end on a higher note than that. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. I love it, Luke. Thank you and so I much for coming you back guys. on, dude. You know, yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's it's great to talk to you, and and uh, you know, didn't talk too much about BSC. Got to give you the update on on some of the things I learned. We'll get you back on. I think we're there's a lot more to talk about, so we I think we got to do a part two, even if it's next week or the week after. But I think our show does better when we have guests, right, Mark? I like I like I always love having guests. I mean, I always love talking to your your pretty face too. But um, I love having guests on. I think it's, I think it, I think it's better with a guest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll get you back on. We'll talk. We'll talk the nitty gritties cool. of the SC, especially versus the 300L, because uh, I agree Love with your it. sentiments. I mean, um, having not flown the SC, I, I, the the 300L is going to go down as one of those iconic. Not I, honest, and I love the midwing, but it's going to be the 300L that goes down as as a really, um, you know, influential two place mm-hmm. monoplane in our history. I mean, the 300L specifically, yeah. it's a fantastic. I mean, the perfect program. aerobatic schools like J3 Cub, Super D, or Decathlon, 300L. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe add an S two B in there for fun. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> all right, all right, guys, Luke, you're the man, dude. Well, I appreciate you guys. Great, to, great to talk to you. Thanks, Luke. You too. We'll uh, right, we'll have you back on soon, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you to Luke Penner for coming back on the podcast. We love you, dude. Thank you to Lift Aviation. We love Lift. They love us. They love aerobatics. They love air shows. They love stole. They love general aviation. They love flight training. They love it all. Go show them some love. Go to www.liftaviationusa.com. Use the promo code FLYCOOLSHIT at checkout for 25% off most items on the website. Thank you to Fly Good Merch. www.flygoodmerch.com. Use the promo code ACRO, A-K-R-O, at checkout for 10% off the entire website. Go buy some Fly Cool Shit shirts or FCS podcast shirts, whatever your flavor www.flycoolshit.com slash merch. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 